LinkedIn presents. We can make an enormous impact on people's experience around the world in different places, in different organizations by just sharing openly. And so at Canva, what we've really tried to do is address that in two ways, both using our platform, so creating templates that people can kind of pick up and run with, but simultaneously Canva's people team have tried to really share openly guides and resources that have worked for us or that we hear are really impactful for our teams. A grief and loss guide was the big one for me that was kind of our pinnacle of sharing that because we heard how impactful it was to people around the world because it's a topic that people just don't know how to navigate. And so sharing what worked and what didn't is incredibly important. That was Canva's global head of people, Jenny Rogerson. And this was a really fun podcast to record. I am a big fan of Canva. I've been using it for years. Uh, I am absolutely a wannabe designer and I would have no outlet if it wasn't for Canva allowing me to pretend that I have design skills, which clearly I don't. So it was great to be able to sit down with Jenny and talk about her role at Canva, how she moved into that position from a very non-traditional place, how she's building programs there and leading their scale and a lot more. So we'll be right back with that conversation right now. Amplify connects, develops, and empowers the next generation of transformative people leaders through HR Executive Search and the Amplify Academy Learning and Leadership Development Platform. Our executive search practice brings a modern approach to executive search by transparent pricing, unique access to emerging and established leaders, and onboarding advisory. Our Amplify Academy is changing how HR practitioners and leaders develop their careers through peer communities, the AI Learning Lab, and leadership development cohorts. Together, these platforms support our mission of building a better world of work by elevating the field of HR. You can learn more at AmplifyTalent.com. Now, on to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Redefining Work podcast. And, you know, I get excited about really all these podcasts. They're, they're a lot of fun. I get to meet interesting people doing interesting work. But in this podcast, I'm particularly excited because I'm able to sit down with Jenny Rogerson. She is the global head of people for Canva. And Canva is a company that I've kind of been obsessed with for about half a decade. So this is, uh, I'm going to try to minimize my fanboy moments as we, we talk through uh, what she's building and her role and her work at Canva. So Jenny, hello. How are you? Thanks so much for coming on. Um, I'd love to have you kind of open with an introduction for the audience. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. And uh, I'm another fangirl, so you're not alone. Uh, so my name is Jenny. As you mentioned, I've been at Canva for just gone three years now. So I joined Canva as our co-founders EA back in the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, which is marked in lots of people's minds as just pre-pandemic. Uh, I then worked at Canva during that period, and then I moved into a role called Leadership Operations, which is essentially a chief of staff role, working with Mel and Cliff, our co-founders and CEO and COO. And then last year, moved into Global Head of People. So it's been quite a ride. That has been a run. That has been, uh, <laughs> that has been you, you, you've seen some things, you've done some things over that time. What, what was it about the, you know, tell me more about like your, your path to the head of people role, because obviously, you know, 
two very distinct, you know, I guess the middle role was kind of on its way to head of people. But, you know, what 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 made you think that, you know, this was a, a, a field, a, a function that uh, that you wanted to, to move towards? It's really interesting because I don't think it ever was a field that naturally came to mind as a field I wanted to move towards, but it was always really interest. It was, I was always really interested in it from very early in my career. So I came in through hospitality, worked in hospitality for a long time. And what that really showed me was the, ex the amount of um, kind of people experience that you're providing. I think it's really easy in hospitality to get wrapped up in your day to day. And I remember saying to my mom once, I was frustrated about something, and she said, I wonder if you've thought about the fact that that like, family or that group of people might have never been out for dinner before, or you know, that's a real rare occurrence for them. And it kind of triggered something in my mind that made me think, I really want to make that experience the best experience for everyone. And that kind of ethos really played through all of my roles. So same with, I then moved into operations from hospitality, and same thing, like really slick operations is a real people experience thing because it makes everyone's life easier. And I think then that moved into um, moving into more projects towards the people space. So at Canva, for example, I worked on a, a project called Epic Recharge, which is our, at five years, you get uh, four weeks off to go on what was originally called Epic Adventure. But during COVID, we changed it to Epic Recharge because people <laughs> couldn't go on adventures. And so I think during all of those things, really wanting to bleed in kind of the people experience or the human experience really into everything I've always done. So it was a natural role really for me to move into a people space. Yeah, you know, it's interesting too. I think, you know, having that path that you had supporting the co-founders and then moving into this role, um, you know, I've seen that I, offhand, I've seen that one other time and it was, it was Britt Forsyth at Shopify. She, she's left since, but she was, I think, employee number 10 coming in, working very close to a Toby and the team. And then, you know, ended up kind of taking over the team. And, and it was interesting. Like I, I, when I was talking with her on the podcast about that and, and the relationship that she was able to build with Toby in her role, supporting him just had her positioned in such a unique way for success when she ran the people team. And I'm curious, like, in your own experience, obviously getting a, a real good sense of Cliff and Mel from your experience working with them and then understanding their, you know, their, their style, how they work, what they like, what they don't like, uh, what their vision is for the culture, where that aligns and where it doesn't right with each other. Like how, tell me more about like how that prepared you to, to kind of be the person, you know, steering the people initiatives at their company. I think you actually touched on it incredibly well then, because I think it's how much they deeply care. I think mm -hmm. that's the bit that I got to see firsthand and how much the people space really is the bedrock on which the rest of the company is built. And I think the successes only come from the people who work there. And so working with Mel and Cliff, so hand in glove for the two years that I did before I joined the people team really enabled me to see just how much they cared about every detail of the experience that we were providing, the kind of culture that they were hoping to evolve. Because I think at Canva, we're really open to our culture evolving over time. And every decision you make, every person you bring in really helps that grow. And so really seeing what mattered to them and what they, what their intentions were and how they wanted to communicate has really helped me in this role in making sure that the people team, I think at its core, is fundamentally woven throughout the business rather than being a completely separate team. And so what I've really tried to do over the last few years has been to infuse that ethos of connectivity and 
our success because of that connectivity through everything we do and and really being mindful of just how much of an impact you can have on people all around the world in this role, but also the kind of pitfalls of if you are building just for a people team. So if you are building just with your own biases, the downfalls of that can really be huge. And so I think Mel and Cliff have always built the people team to be this kind of I guess the bedrock is a good example of that, but also this way of deeply understanding the business and making sure we're listening and learning all the time. And I think that gave the biggest insight because I'd never seen that before in any company, just how much they care. And so it gave me a huge, um, I guess it gave me the permission to also do that. And I think that's a really big thing that I'm trying to imbue in our people team. Yeah. I mean, what was your perception of, of HR and kind of the people function before moving into it, right? Because obviously you've worked in different companies. You, you've been a, a customer of HR, if you will. Uh, you know, you had probably a pretty unique perspective on the function from your work, you know, with Mel and Cliff when you joined, worked with them. Now you're in it, right? You're leading it. You're, <laughs> you're, you're budgeting. You're uh, seeing up close the, you know, the conflict, the friction, the highs and the lows. And there are lots of highs and lows. Like, what, what was your perception? Maybe what was a better way to say this is what was most shocking to you, right? Like based on your perception of the function uh, from the outside to when you are now seeing it from the inside. I guess speaking very openly, I was definitely of the mind of, I wonder what the people team or the HR team do day to day before I joined the HR right. and the people team. And I think the biggest turnaround was, Oh gosh, what don't the people team do on a daily basis? And I think it's really, I'm trying to also share that education with the rest of the business because I truly have seen the enormous value that people teams bring to their businesses, especially kind of through the pandemic and post pandemic, because I kind of see them as two separate things of perhaps the people teams pre pandemic and post pandemic. And so really aiming to share that kind of information of what can really work when you have a really interconnected people team and really great partnerships. So uh, at Canva, we have super groups and specialties. And when they work really well with their people partners or their talent acquisition partners or their total rewards partners, things go really well. And it becomes a kind of smooth operation that takes a burden off the leaders to have to be the answer for everything. And so I think joining a people team really opened my eyes into just how smooth operations could become if you had those skill sets woven throughout your organizations, which I I definitely didn't have before. So you have such an interesting background because I think, you know, you moved into the role leading people, you know, you joined Canva in the final year of the before times, uh, right. You took over the people function in the after times. I don't know what we want to call them, but you know, the times that we're in now. And, you know, I find that really interesting because I think a lot of people leaders who had led functions and have worked in this space for, you know, years or decades, prior to the pandemic, had to really rethink and and shift how they thought about different facets of HR and people operations and, and what changed or what stayed the same. But I think you coming in, when you came in, there's almost a, a degree of a blank slate, right? Where you're, you don't have any of those legacy expectations or perceptions or, or uh, you know, modalities of like what HR and people should be, you're building it all for like the times that we're in now. And I got to think that in a lot of ways, 
that's a real advantage to Canva and to you because you're not having to unlearn anything. You're you're learning in this new environment. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Like how how did moving into the people leadership role in the times that we're on now, you know, shape or perhaps give you an advantage to uh, to the way you think about designing people programs? Yes, certainly. And I, I agree with you. I think that is a real pro, but there's also a lot of cons on that. I didn't have any experience to draw on, but I think at the same time, no one had real experience to draw on of what to do during a pandemic. And so I think it was a hyper growth in kind of the learning agility that we all had to go through on how do we address this and how do we make sure that people are really well cared for in a time that is so chaotic. And so I really wanted to you kind of use that time. And at that time during kind of pandemic changes was working fairly closely with the people team in my previous role. So got to kind of see how things were operating then and how much they were taking into consideration, not just of ways of working, but also how do we take care of our people? How do they take care of each other? How do we encourage that? We'd just gone um, into a more global team. So previously we had previously just been in Australia and the Philippines and then we had um, grown in the US and starting to grow in Europe. So really all of these things were happening at once. And I think the big thing for me was we have an amazing people team at Canva. And so really rallying people together on certain problems was an enormous benefit of, hey, let's all come together on a certain project and kind of spinning up working groups, but also leveraging the connections and the education that we could externally to Canva on who can we learn from, who's doing this well, what could we share that might be helpful. And I think it's that kind of morphous, which I think then has really come through into the aftertimes or whatever we want to call them into a more collaborative people space. And I think that's actually a real plus post pandemic. There's, there's more collaboration than ever before in this space. Your podcast being kind of a, a <laughs> pinnacle of that, of actually how much can we share with each other to really make sure that we are taking care of people because that comes first above any teams that we might be part of. So I think that it's a really interesting avenue to look at pre-pandemic and the aftertimes, but I also think it really reduced everyone to kind of level playing field on none of us know how to handle this. And we're all going to yeah. have to take a lot of learning and a lot of evolving because the evolution of work following that time has been so fast paced that we've all had to learn really on the fly. And I actually think it's a really good thing that it's go and it's not going to slow down to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's going to be happening, <laughs> uh, you know, but I also think uh, to the point you made around like sharing and and open source, you know, I've been a, a huge advocate of open source for years. And I think that that was it was interesting It probably, you know, uh, around the time uh, I started using, you know, Canva and uh, exploring it, uh, you know, w within a couple of years of that. I was also very much, uh, you know, noticing the level of open source sharing coming from Canva as well. Resources, templates, guides. Um, and again, to me, I think especially in this new world of work, like our ability to learn from each other openly, regularly, honestly, that's going to be a massive accelerant on the evolution of our capabilities and our impact and ultimately our ability to really build a better world of work uh, for everyone. And so it's exciting, but I'd love to get your perspective, like, specifically around open source and like how you think about sharing what you're doing and what you're learning. Why is that important to you personally? 
So I could not agree more on the importance of it, Lars. I think it comes personally for me. Previously to Canberra, I worked in a fairly small startup. So I think we were around 50, 60 folks. And I wanted to change a lot of things. I wanted to really review our onboarding. I really wanted to create our handbook. I really wanted to start our DNI strategy. And I just had nowhere to start. And I couldn't get a full, you know, I was going to events and learning about things, but I really just needed information on how other people did it. And I could not find anything, anything at all that would have been really helpful. And so I think to your point during the pandemic, there was a huge influx of new ideas and people starting ideas and startups, et cetera. And I think that the um, community feel that we can create to make sure that those startups don't need to go through the same experience that I did. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that experience in startups. And I just truly believe that if we shared more, we'd be a more inclusive world. Like what has worked and what hasn't worked for you? And let's share those things so that we can learn from one another. Because I think there should be no kind of hold barred on inclusion strategies. Yeah. Because I think ultimately, Cliff said it really well at a, all hands the other day, like ultimately at the end of the day, we're just all good humans trying to do our best in a kind of chaotic world. And I kind of completely agree that we are all just trying to do our best. And if we can help each other, and not feel so regimental in keeping it within our confines of our companies, we can make an enormous impact on people's experience around the world in different places, in different organizations by just sharing openly. And so at Canva, what we've really tried to do is address that in two ways, both using our platform, so creating templates that people can kind of pick up and run with, but simultaneously Canva's people team have tried to really share openly guides and resources that have worked for us or that we hear are really impactful for our teams. A grief and loss guide was the big one for me that was kind of our pinnacle of sharing that because we heard how impactful it was to people around the world because it's a topic that people just don't know how to navigate. And so sharing yeah. what worked and what didn't is incredibly important. HR leaders today are under immense pressure to deliver results for the business, navigate new social and business climates, and build adaptable people programs built for these dynamic times. We're often asked to do more with less. The new world of work requires new ways to learn and develop our capabilities as HR and people practitioners. The Amplify Academy was built from the ground up to help people leaders efficiently and effectively connect with diverse learning needs for today and tomorrow. The Amplify Academy provides you with highly curated resources, exclusive content, courses, and a community designed to help people leaders effectively support your organization and each other. There are two components to the Amplify Academy, the Amplify Academy Learning Lab and Community and the Amplify Academy Leadership Development Cohorts. The Learning Lab and Community includes an AI learning platform that includes a range of courses, resources, templates, presentations, reports, and more to support the learning needs of today's HR and people practitioners. The Learning Lab subscriptions also include access to the Amplify Academy Slack community, a purpose-designed community to help you build your network equity and connect, collaborate, and grow your network with peers around the world. The Amplify Academy cohorts are four-week immersive peer learning programs designed to help you build the leadership skills and network you need to lead successful teams in the new world of work. Cohort students learn from world-class guest instructors with past instructors including Katie Burke, Katarina Berg, Lynn Oldham, Pat Waters, Claude Silver, 
Nelly Peshkoff, and so many more. Want to supercharge your people team? Be sure to check out the Academy for Teams product. It's designed to give your people teams access to all 450 plus resources in the learning lab and build their network equity in the Slack community, as well as their leadership ability in the Amplify Academy cohorts. You can learn more about all of this at amplifytalent.com slash academy. Now, back to the show. Yeah, now I want to talk to you about that one in particular, because you're right. I think, um, you know, we're, we're now in an era where, uh, you know, building in public, open source, however you want to frame it, uh, it is much more widely adopted, embraced. You see many more companies doing it. You see many more, uh, even chief people officers like you kind of sharing the resources and their experience, even through blogs, right? Just kind of giving a window into their world. Um, but that grief guide was different. You know, that grief guide covered a topic. Uh, it's a topic that I've, I've certainly, you know, am deeply passionate about because I think that we don't talk about grief enough in the workplace. We don't talk about grief enough, you know, in, in society. Uh, right. And so when I saw that, uh, and I went through it, it, it resonated with me personally, personally, but it also resonated with me because I hadn't seen something like that open sourced before. And I would love to just kind of go behind the scenes with you on like, the origin story of, of the creation of that resource and then the decision to open source it. Absolutely. So at Canva, we have something called the fix it form, which is an open source form that you can submit if you see something systemic or something that isn't aligned to our values or something that's just not working for you. And you can submit uh, what it is. It can be anonymous or you can put your name on it up to you. You have to submit the what you see is wrong and you have to submit what you think could be a fix and or a suggestion of what you think could be a fix. And someone, uh, Steve at Canva posted, I think we do lovely things around the company, but there's no unified expectations of how to handle, you know, especially if you're a new coach, we call managers coaches at Canva. So if you're a new coach and your coachee says to you, you know, I'm going through this experience and I don't know how to handle it as a new coach, you probably don't know how to handle it either. And so really wanting to support those people and share great experiences that have happened when people do feel really supported in a grief situation. And so uh, Sarah in our people team took that and, and really rallied around it and rallied a group around it of what are best practices? What has made a difference to us personally in the people team? So that was where we started by collecting information on things that had helped us. And importantly, what hadn't helped us, what are the phrases that people say where you're in the midst of grief and you're just like, we really wish you hadn't said that. Like, let's collect them to say, you know, what does good look like and what might not be helpful? And then it, we expanded it into uh, a grief plan. So if you were having to take time off work, how to hand over your work really easily, kind of a how-to guide as a coach of how to navigate that situation, how to talk about it, when to tell your team versus when not to tell your team, how to check in with the person who is grieving if they would like you to share with the team or if they'd like to share themselves. And so what we really wanted to do was create something really tangible, like what will actually help people in those moments? What are the questions that you have as a leader or as a coach in Canva during those moments that you just need a starting point that you can kind of spring off of? 
And so we created that and I think it's 12 pages long. We tried to keep it fairly succinct because there are a lot of ideas in that, but tried to make each and every sentence as tangible and as helpful as we could to make sure that in those moments where there's kind of information swirling and you're dealing with your own emotions on trying to support someone else, that it was just there in black and white what would be helpful versus um, what might not be helpful and just so you know to shy away from those things or even how to talk about it and how to say, hey, I've never dealt with someone grieving before. I'm going to try my best. Please let me know if there's anything more I can do to help support you. And then how we came to open resource it was, I think it was actually Sarah's idea again on saying, hey, can we share this with other companies? Because other companies have reached out to us to say, hey, do you have anything in this space? I really appreciate the fact that you did uh, obviously create it uh, and certainly a huge value to employees there. But the fact that you open sourced it again, like there's just so few resources on that topic. And it's a topic where we really need support. Managers need support. Obviously, grieving employees need support. Uh, there's just, you know, the, the more of that kind of content that gets out there. And uh, if you're listening or watching, I will include a link to that in the show notes um, for the podcast so you can download it yourself. I definitely recommend you check it out. Whether you have a need for it now or not, I would recommend that you hold on to it because you may at some point, and it's a tremendous guide uh, that can help you. On top of that, just before we move on, if you read it and have suggestions for us, please share them because it's ever evolving and we've kept it a live link so that as we update it, it will get updated. So if you have things that you have personally been affected by and things have really helped that are not in there, please, by all means, share back. They're incredibly helpful because that grief guide is also now in other companies that they're using as their live grief guide. So yeah. any help is very, very welcomed. That's awesome. And I will say it again for the record, open source for the win. So thank you for, uh, <laughs> for continuing to iterate that with uh, the help of the community and the public. Um, so you operate uh, from a people team perspective from your kind of people team pillars. Uh, how Walk me through that. Like, how did they come together? How did you decide on what they would be? How do you operationalize them uh, and kind of make them real? I would love to. So Canva as a whole, our mission is to empower the world to design. And underneath that, there are six mission pillars. Um, and I really saw this work incredibly well with Mel's working style when I was in my previous role of really future-proofing the ways we think about our product. And I really wanted to embed that into people because what I could see was we had amazing groups in the people team. So talent acquisition or people experience, people operations, etc. But there was lack of cohesiveness between working groups. And so what I really wanted to create was more of a cross-collaborative people group that really came together over um, certain goals or projects. And so our people group mission is to empower our team to do the best work of their lives. And we've split that into five mission pillars, which are empower every person and team to achieve impactful goals, upskill every day, feel like we truly belong and thrive every day. And so under each of those, we then have our annual strategies of what we think is going to be the most meaningful strategy underneath those mission pillars. So the mission pillars will stay for as long as they are helpful. And then the strategies change on an annual basis. Or we could take them multi-year if they're a big one. So for example, uh, under empower every person and team, there's two strategies for this year, which is create friction-free experiences and empower through people technology. Under those come goals. So we have goal cards for each of those mission pillars and strategies. So for example, 
people operations have a lot of goals under the friction-free foundations of, hey, we grew a lot during COVID. Is our end-to-end experience as slick as we would like it? Let's map that out and work out how we can make that as cohesive as possible. But that goal also works with folks like the internal communications team, et cetera. And so really wanting to create working groups around our goals to make sure that they were more long-term and less moment in time or less just team specific. Because I think the beauty is when people come together with different experiences to collaborate on a goal, that's when we can have the most impact around the company. Yeah, it's interesting. I think having that um, that connection between obviously the, the people goals and pillars to the organizational goals and pillars is so key, but it's so tangible the way that you, you've mapped that out. And, you know, it's interesting when I think about your goals and, and, you know, Canva's goals specifically, I, you know, there's this, I think so many different technologies and platforms talk about, you know, democratizing X, democratizing Y, it's kind of a, a cliche at this point, but I think Canva is one of the few tools that I think really lives up to that. And I mean, you know, it's interesting, like, I think about this for me and it's like, I think about it in my own sense, right? Like I'm a wannabe designer. I love design. I have no design skills. Like I've tried. I just, you know, I, I can't, but like Canva comes along and I'm like, Oh, like now I can have an idea in my head and I can actually create something that kind of resembles that, you know, and it's pretty close. And so I, uh, I use it. I, I'm, I'm probably in Canva, you know, several times a week, every week, just creating collateral, doing things, or even just tinkering to see what I can build. And, you know, probably three months ago, I'm, I'm at my computer, I'm building something in Canva and my oldest daughter, who's eight, uh, she's in third grade. She comes over to me and she's like, daddy, why are you using Canva? And I, I, turned, <laughs> I looked at her, I was like, why do you know what Canva is? And, and I was like, well, I use it for work for blah, 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 blah. And she was like, and I was like, why do you know what it is? And she's like, well, I use it for school to create presentations. And I'm like, you what? She's like, can I show you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And so she busts out her laptop and pulls open her Canva and starts just showing me these like presentations that like her and her friends have been putting together. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind that it just made me think again, that mission of like democratizing access here. I am thinking I'm just like a wannabe designer you know, who's like nerding out and indulging myself in a skill that I don't have. And then I'm seeing my eight year old who's doing the exact same thing. And it was just, it was just really cool. So it's, you know, hearing kind of the clarity of the mission and goals, um, I think shows up as a user, uh, as well. So definitely, definitely interesting. Um, what's next like for your people team? When you think about, uh, obviously you've gone through hyper growth over the last couple of years, you're still growing and scaling, you know, maybe some more uncertainty around the economy. I think a lot of companies are maybe slowing their growth a bit in this environment. What are your growth plans? Uh, Have they been curbed? And if so, like, how are you thinking about, you know, maybe leading your leadership team who are accustomed to a heavy growth phase over the last couple of years and, and maybe now are kind of tightening that down a bit? So firstly, on I love the story with your daughter because, and I loved the uh, term you used because I think that's actually at the heart of Canva. I think we're all want to be designers, right? Like, <laughs> I think it's actually you see it time and time again. Of I've been traveling back to the UK every couple of years to see my family, and the amount of people who now use Canva compared to when I started is astronomical, and the amount it's unlocked for people is huge on just 
hey, I don't have any design skills. What I was previously doing looked very clunky, but this is kind of, at least I have a template that I can start with and customize to make my own. So I really love those stories, especially yeah. the transit into like families or different generations of just, hey, this connects us because I think the future is visual communication. It's, we have short attention spans now. It's really helpful to just get your point across in a really concise and beautiful way to cut through the noise of the day-to-day -day information that we get. So I love, I love to hear those stories. On the future of the people team at Canva, I think there's a number of things that we really want to do. And I think it's both uh, looking backwards at where we've come from do all of our systems, processes, tools still serve us in the way that they should? We grew an awful lot during the pandemic. And so really wanting to look at, have we scaled that effectively? Because at the time we were just growing so fast, we didn't have time to really do that. So it's pausing to look backwards, but it's just also looking forwards and something that we did at the beginning of last year. So beginning of 2022, I really get lost in the years at this point. I so beginning you, yeah. of 2022 was we created something at Canva called Fewer Things Well. And it's been a real mantra for us in a number of ways. So it's that's the kind of headline, the fewer things well, but it really maps to a lot of areas. So fewer goals well, fewer hires well, fewer meetings well, etc. And really being intentional about where we spend our time who we're bringing into the team and, and are they um, a great culture ad? Are they a great culture fit? What does that look like? What skills do they bring to the team? Because I think that's one of the most important things that we're talking about in the people team at the moment is how do we migrate the skills that we have in Canva to new projects? And how do we know, how do we map the skills that we have internally and make sure that people are working on the most impactful goals they could be? And so I think that's where the looking backwards at the um, skills, tools, processes, systems comes in of how do we know what we have internally? How do we make sure that they're feeling supported? But how do we make sure that they're working on the goals that would bring most life in the Canva product? I think that's what is the most exciting thing about looking forward into the future. It's really making sure that I think I have an operational bias because I just love slick operations, but really creating that operational layer that means we can do that, which has meaningful impact on people's experiences, which in turn has really meaningful impact on our product, which then has meaningful impact on, you know, 110, 115 million people around the world on a monthly basis. Yeah. Well, keep going, keep pushing, keep sharing. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's making a difference and uh, yeah, I just appreciate uh, you know, the generosity of content on the open source side and the template side that comes out of your team. So, um, it's been awesome learning about your journey, your path, your work, how you're building and how you're thinking about things at Canva. Uh, it's time for the lightning round. So we kind of, you know, close yes. out by helping the audience get to know you a little bit more and we kick things off with music. So what was your first Lovely. concert? Uh, so I peaked really early and I don't think I'm ever going to get to that high again. So at my first ever concert was, I went to see Muse at Wembley for my 18th birthday. Wow. That's I'm trying to reach that same experience. Yeah, I, I, that's, it's all downhill from there. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's it's my life one. mission. My life mission <laughs> to find something that feels that good. Although I uh, went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers a few weeks ago in Sydney, which was um, amazing. I'm not sure that it quite tough. reached that peak, but it's it's a good step. Jenny, I believe in you. You could you could do this. If it's a mission, <laughs> you'll you. find a way. You'll find a way. Yeah, I'm uh, tenacious. <laughs> uh, next question for you is: What is bringing you joy lately? Great question. Uh, over the holidays, the recent Christmas break, I spent a lot of time outside. And 
I just realized how much I missed it. I think when you're in the day-to-day, you just don't step outside into nature as much. Well, I certainly didn't step into nature as much as I would like. You kind of here and there, walk the dog, quick, quick, quick. But actually spending prolonged time outside was just game-changing in energy and revival that I felt over the Christmas break. I definitely slipped into old habits come January. So I'm really intentionally trying to build in more of that. I'm reading a book at the moment called 4,000 Weeks. And it's incredible on just intentionality of where you're spending your time. Yeah, I've uh, a few a few guests have mentioned that book. Uh, that is just you know it's a sobering reminder that we're all on the clock. So completely. Um, last question for you: What is uh, one? So we have a lot of uh, you know people. Obviously, you're moving into a head of people role for the first time. You've been building a lot. You've been growing a lot during that. What's one piece of advice uh, or wisdom that you would have for? others who are maybe, you know, either aspiring to, or perhaps just stepping into their first head of people role? Oh, I think a few things. I think the first is a more pragmatic approach. It's really listening as much as you humanly can. It's making sure that you have listening circles outside the people team. You have deep connections within engineering or product or customer success, any of those areas, and really make sure that you're listening to hear and, and really taking on board what people are saying to make sure that you are building the most effective things that you can to support as many people as you can in your organization. I think on the flip side is celebrate. I, it's so easy in HR. And actually, I was talking to our chief legal officer about this yesterday, because I think in any of those more standard business as usual operational teams, it's really easy to just get caught up in the day to day. And it's why we become, it's why we've placed so much importance on goals at Canva and what a goal is, has very kind of strict definitions. It needs to be a moment in time so you can celebrate it. It needs to be short sync and memorable. Um, and it needs to be a step towards your mission. And by making it a moment in time means that you can celebrate it. Because I think otherwise, you just get so caught up in the next thing or what's the next thing or how can we do better. And so really taking the time to celebrate as a team those wins, because I think otherwise you'll just, the hamster wheel just keeps going. And so I think it's a real intentional time to come together to mark a moment in time that you have achieved something fantastic that will hopefully have the impact that you want it to have. And I think the more you can do that, the more connected you feel as a team, but also the more it's easier as you look backwards on your journey to see those markers that made a difference rather than just one blur of a time. So I think listen and celebrate would be my my two uh, bits of advice that I wish I had had two and a half years ago. Listen and celebrate. That's tremendous. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to end on that one because I think, uh, <laughs> the audience will be listening and celebrating. And again, like we need more celebration in the field. Like this, this work can be hard. We've been through a lot the last couple of years. And so where we have wins, we have to celebrate them. We have to rally around each other. And, um, yeah, so I, I appreciate you sharing all your wisdom with us and, and the work that of you're doing. Course. And thank you so much for, you know, giving us a window into what you're building in Canva. Thank you, Lars. Fantastic conversation. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Redefining Work. For more information on the podcast, past episodes, future guests, and more, be sure to check out amplifytalent.com slash podcast. And if you dig this podcast, I strongly encourage you to share it with your CEO, leadership team, and friends to help others discover it. And if you really dig this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a review on Spotify or Apple or wherever your preferred podcast delivery vehicle is. We'll see you next episode.